0: Hi and welcome to The Pain of Art, where we discuss the pain behind people's creativity and how going through that pain actually stimulates the artistic side of a person. The way this podcast is set up is that I read a piece of my writing, it's usually two to three minutes, and then we delve into it and we open it up and try to understand what it is that I was struggling with, what it is that was coming out for me through the writing, because I'm a firm believer that when we actually express ourselves through art, we start to bring out things that were way, way, way beneath the surface. And maybe if we looked at our art and tried to understand what it is that we were hungry for, that we were craving, that we can better understand ourselves and better understand this whole creative process. And also maybe help us understand our lows and not be so scared of those lows when we are just shattered and scrambling for air. All right, so here goes. I'm going to start reading and... Then we will discuss it. When I die, I want you to clap at my funeral. When I die, I want you to eat egg salad. When I die, I want you to spin me like a bottle. When I die, I want you to sing your favorite songs, which I hate. I want you to dance around my body and throw pennies at my head. I want you to bury me with all my socks, but leave my feet bare. I want you to tie a ribbon around my ankle with a pop balloon on the other edge. I want you to fill my mouth with grapes and thumbtacks. I want you to cover my coffin with styrofoam and peel an orange as you light the disco ball. I want you to drive out of the cemetery in reverse and walk the rest of the way home. I want you to write a book about my obsession with plucking my nose hairs and sneezing. I want you to yell at our dog and smile at that wretched neighbor of ours. I want you to Photoshop yourself into a magazine cover and burn it behind our favorite Chinese restaurant. I want you to make a party in our house while you're at work and drink yourself into a rage. I want you to yell at me for leaving you so soon. I want you to find solace in your bright future. I want you to have children who aren't mine and like them more than ours. I want you to remember me by my middle name and mourn my mother. I want you to be sad for my loss and not yours. Um. All right, this was an interesting one, not gonna lie. The first thing that sticks out to me seems to be my fear of mattering, my fear of causing chaos for other people. So like when I die, I want you to clap at my funeral. And when I die, I want you to eat egg salad. It, it's kind of just like making light of myself where I feel like there's a fear of mine to affect other people, to harm or even any effect. Like I just have this fear of hurting people and bothering them and possibly shifting their lives in catastrophic ways the next part that sticks out to me when i die i want you to sing your favorite song which i hate it seems that i find myself leaning towards those parts of a relationship where i'm holding back the other person you know where i'm annoyed at the song so my partner won't sing it so there's this implication that any relationship i'll get into i will be too much and this is i guess something that i'm struggling with and something that came out in this obscure piece of writing the next part i want you to dance around my body and throw pennies at my head it's kind of trying to confuse the other person where i'm so frightened to allow them to feel what they're feeling that i want to confuse them so i want you to dance around my body and throw pennies at my head for that image at a funeral to have that much confusion around my death would make them not be able to feel their pain and I think that this is something that i do in general it's actually something that i have trouble with where i talk to someone and i'm connecting to them and they're telling me their their day and i'll like make it small or whatever they're, they're complaining about let's say their car troubles and i would say oh but there's a mechanic or oh there's this or oh oh but that was a good thing in the end you know like i'll try to i'll try to fix it in a way so that they're not feeling that pain and i think that this is something that i struggle with on a constant where I'm always I guess from the other person's point of view maybe I'm minimizing their pain or I'm not even allowing them to fully express what is bothering them because I'm right away giving a solution whatever that means like a temporary solution or like a like duct tape on the situation and through that I don't have to deal with or I feel like I'm actually helping them when really I'm just pushing their pain down the next part that I think is really interesting is I want you to bury me with all my socks believe leave my feet bare. It's a level of neglect that I want people to do for me when I'm not able to do it anymore. Where there's this idea where I can have everything but I'll treat myself like crap. I'll have all my socks with me but my feet will be barefoot. There's this need for me to always remain in neglect and it's something that I'm struggling with. It's something that I'm working on where I'm starting to take care of myself and starting to make sure I have everything I need and really put a major effort into making sure that I'm creating the life that I want to live and not just continuing the life that I've been given. Further on, I start to really process that the other person is actually feeling pain. And it starts with, I want you to fill my mouth with grapes and thumbtacks. And then I want you to drive out of the cemetery in reverse and walk the rest of the way home. So it's kind of this, this in-between where on the one level, I don't want to have affected this person who meant so much to me. But on the other hand, I understand that I've had an impact. And I think that these two worlds are two worlds that often collide in my life. There's this negative belief of mine that I'm not enough, that I am i shouldn't be looked at, that I shouldn't be treated well, that I should just be ignored and pushed aside. And then there's this other side that is like, no, you're having major effects on people. You're not having effects on the whole world, but the people around around you are really being affected by your presence and it's very difficult for me to move on from the story of my past where I didn't matter and to now look at myself as wait you you might matter to people you know you might actually like believe it or not you might actually matter to someone and you will matter to someone in this story you're mattering to someone and and kind of playing with that a little we're in the beginning I'm like drive out of the cemetery and reverse but then walk the rest of the way home where I'm understanding that the other person is grieving my loss and and allowing them to really sit with it but this is more about me trying to really understand that I matter and then the next one I want you to write a book about my obsession with plucking my nose hairs and sneezing it seems like a joke like this one seems like a little bit like a joke but it's it's also finding a way to communicate to myself that small things in a relationship small little tidbits of my actions or my nuances might be meaningful to someone might be meaningful to my significant other and I'm really starting to shed a light on that and really starting to understand all that the next one I want you to yell at our dog and smile at that wretched neighbor of ours and the one that follows which is I want you to photoshop yourself into a magazine cover and burn it behind our favorite Chinese restaurant our both highlighting parts of normal life that i can only dream of you know having a dog having a neighbor that i hate it sounds crazy but that's a dream it's not a dream of mine, but it would be like a part of the dream. And having a favorite Chinese restaurant, you know? That's just like, it's just all these things that I'm toying with through the lens of loss. I'm still very new to all of this self-understanding and understanding that I am a person that shouldn't be neglected and someone that matters and all that. So the only way that I can really start to explore other lives or other ways of me existing outside of neglect are through my death so it's funny because i first have to die and then now i can be nostalgic and this is how i'm actually formulating my dream and it's very interesting to watch this because it looks it looks all stupid but to me this is these are things that i want i want to have all these things a favorite chinese restaurant wretched neighbor a dog i want to have little nuances that are interesting to my partner i really want to matter and i want I want a life where I matter and a life where where I can be a part of it. I want you to make a party in your house while you're at work and drink yourself into a rage. I want you to yell at me for leaving you so soon. This part, I think, is really the heart of it. This is where I've actually gone to the extreme of my limit over here where I can really start to see that someone could care for me and someone can drink themselves into a rage over my death or that someone really wants to be around me and i think that this is this is the height of it the rest of it i think i go back a little bit i go back into you know the denial or the you know neglect mindset but i definitely do feel like this was the peak of the writing. It was like everything, everything, everything was all just blocks, 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 and slowly softening up to this idea. And then now I'm able to actually have someone who cares about me. And I'm really seeing that in my dream over here. And I really love this. I really love that I was able to get that far. You know, yes, it's through death. It's through mourning. And that's my way in. But this is my way in. And I believe that it doesn't really matter which way we get into our dream. The main thing is that we are able to imagine it, that we're able to start to see it, to smell it, to hear it, to feel it, to start to believe in whatever dream we have, that it is going to be a reality, that it is real and that we can achieve it. And if writing can give anything or art or any form of expression can give anything, it's to help us start to visualize what we can't visualize. It's starting to dance around an object that we can't see but know is there. And through this piece, I feel like I really got there. I really started just hating myself and neglecting myself and just pushing myself aside. And now at this point, like someone's actually caring for me. And through the writing, I was able to get there, to get to this depth. And then here I go back. So it's like, I want you to remember me by my middle name and mourn my mother. I go back, like I revert back to the old one. And then I want you to be sad for my loss and not yours. You know, like this is the thing, like our, our patterns will pull us back in. And it's it's funny. I could have really just cut that out and left the ending at the, at the peak. But I feel like this is really resonating as truth to me. Because in the beginning, when we're on our journey out, when we start to see new realities, when we start to break old patterns, the patterns repeat themselves. They come back and they come back and they come back and they come back. And it's difficult to stay in this new envisioned reality for long and I feel like with this piece you actually see that you you see that I reached a peak and then I went back into my old pattern and this is the process first we come out we see a little bit then we get pulled back in and then we come out for a little longer and then we get pulled back in and then each time we we keep on pushing our boundaries we keep on pushing a little more a little more and just stay with this reality a little longer stay with this new understanding of self a little longer and that's what healing is and that's what the journey of life seems to be it's just pushing a little further each day or a little a little more another another new little piece that you can add to your puzzle and that's all it is it's one piece at a time one day at a time one moment at a time and i'm really grateful to have had written this and i'm really grateful for this platform where we're able to discuss this and i think that this was a really beautiful podcast thank you so much for listening